0: exposure studios
1: anytime anywhere smartphone tune in radio app we are wrkn 106.1 nash icon picayune new orleans good evening and welcome to all access on 106.1 fm nash icon at nash fm presented by crescentcitysports.com the best sports site in louisiana all Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca Bicati's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville and Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries, with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligence sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trehan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star.
2: And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the midweek edition here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Tune in app available anywhere in the world to listen in via iHeart. Of course, you can get us at home via Alexa anytime if you can't pick up radio. That's an easy thing to do. Podcast available following the show. Just go to CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu, click on more, and click on podcast. You can email me. It's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or call in at 504-260-1061. We'll address the professional golf situation later in the show. Also, NBA Finals, among other things. Saints OTAs continuing, minicamp coming up. Positive news there. All of that on the show tonight. But first up, we talk extensively about college baseball, and we have arrived at the Super Regional Level of Division One baseball, sixteen teams remaining in the country, contending for a national championship. Joining us now, gentlemen that contended for a national championship, reaching the Junior College Division One World Series this year and winning two games there for the first time in program history—a uh, portent of things to come, I should think. Great to welcome Hall of Fame coach Joe Sherman to the show. Hey, Joe, how are you?
3: Well, I'm Kenny. How's it going, man?
2: Hey, all good. And again. Uh, just thank you for for what you did this year. Thank you for allowing me to be a small part of it. It was a blessing and it was a lot of fun. Uh, really good baseball team. Great young men. Wonderful families. Just a really good time and a pleasure to be around everyone.
3: Yeah, it's really it's really fun when everything comes together like it did for us, Kenny. You know, and uh, the reason it, it comes together is because we surround ourselves with good people. And the families have been great. The players have been great. Uh-huh. Everything everything clicks together. It it makes it worth the hard work, you know. And and it, it was really great for the to see the kids reap the benefits of it. I mean, uh, couldn't be more more pleased with the outcome.
2: Gonna miss some of those kids and miss some of those families. Just good people. Period.
3: No doubt about it. No doubt about it.
2: And of course, the accomplishment uh, cannot be slighted. You win two games, and boy. If and only if you know the if if is for is is for those that don't win it all. But that first game, boy, that that's the one. You know, that's it. No. I mean, it's a we're, we're we're probably talking about something different tonight if if that one doesn't get away in the ninth inning.
3: No doubt about it, you know, and uh, that would hurt probably more than any loss I've had in my coaching career, Kenny. But I mean, that's why you play. I mean, that's you know to to get in that position and and to you know I hate to say it, but. I mean that's that's part of the occupation, and then I will say this: it was a, it's a, it's a tough one to shake. But again, it wasn't from lack of effort or, or lack of ability. It just it's baseball, you know, and we got to move through.
2: You got a lot of young men moving on to play at the Division One level and 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 in other places, and it's really nice to see the opportunities afforded to your players.
3: It really is, and that's you know that's what this is all about: get these kids. Uh, college degree, get them a chance to play maybe professional baseball down the road, but more, more than anything is to give them the opportunity that, that they never got out of high school. And, uh, I'll be quite honest with you, Kenny, in all my years at Delgado, the biggest thing that, that I try to emphasize is you got to take care of your, your, you know, your, your business off the field as much as on the field. And this group of kids did everything we asked. I mean, from, from community service to classroom work to to being successful in the field. I mean, we couldn't ask for more out of that leadership and uh again it's great to see them get get the benefits of all that.
2: Well, it really is, and obviously some really good things to come. I mean look, I'm I'm just I'm doing baseball games right now in the summer, but I'm looking at what's to come and you know, I think about Josh Eames, I think about Preston Scott, think about Brady Schmidt, think about Price Pitts, you know, I, I mean, I'm looking at guys that can really play. I mean, it can can really help your team. And again, you've done a great job of going out and getting good players in local town. I just mentioned a few there, but clearly, uh, these are these are good times for Delgado, and it's it's a great opportunity to attract top players.
3: No doubt about it. You know, it's amazing uh, the amount of phone calls that I've received, the emails and text messages. All from kids around the state, as well as really around the country, wanted to be part of our program, and it's because of the success we had. You know, we just got We got to keep the ball rolling downhill. So uh, it's 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 been a good time. We're really looking forward to our, our facility upgrades and, and really kind of kind of you know keeping it moving. So uh, that's 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 why we're here.
2: I didn't mention Saida either. I mean, there's there's quite a few, of course, and. Again, the theme is is evident, and that is, you know, homegrown. So many homegrown players that play for your program.
3: Well, we try to get the best of, the best of the city, you know, and uh, we been finally able to, to probably convince mom and dad that this is a pretty viable option. And with the new platform of college baseball, with the transfer portal and NIL, uh, I think you're going to see recruiting changing uh, drastically. It already has changed drastically, but you're going to really see the approach that parents are going to have to take uh, in the years to come because traditional high school recruiting is not going to be part of the Division I level platform anymore.
2: Joe Sherman with us, and obviously I agree with that assessment. And the other benefit for Delgado is I passed by again the other day and I just like to do that occasionally just to see how that thing's looking, right? And you and you know what I and you know what I'm talking about, right?
3: <laughs> I'm count, I'm I'm counting the screws that are going in the wall, Kenny, to be quite honest with you, yeah, it's pretty exciting <laughs> uh, I mean it's uh the, the construction foreman probably gets tired of seeing me walking on a job, but I'll be quite honest, it's it's something that we're 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 you know, we can be more excited about. It couldn't have come at a better time
2: new locker room and clubhouse facility, uh, giving this program shot in the arm and giving it something it hasn't had, uh, you know, really in the existence of the program. How much of a boost do you think that is going to provide for you to try to attract
3: players? Well, I think, I think kids are into bricks and mortar, you know, and I think the fact that we had zero bricks and mortar before this, this has come to pass is, is something I, I really don't think these kids really know how nice this place is going to be. You know, you can talk about it, and you can say what it's going to be, but I think they're going to be shocked when they walk through the doors and see what we're what we're going to do. It's not going to be your your average run of the mill junior college locker room. I can tell you that it's going to compare to some of the locker rooms at the at the D one level, and I'm talking about at the at the upper elite D one level. So we're very excited about it. Like I said, it's uh, it's something that that we're going to showcase and and hopefully convince kids that it, you know, it's a viable part of, of, of the recruiting process.
2: How do you like the way high school baseball is here in the metropolitan area at this point? Do you think it's at a high point, a good point, a, an average point? Where is it right now?
3: Well, I, I think it goes through a cycle, Kenny. I, I think this was a good class, this graduating class here. Um, you know, what's happened to high school baseball across the country, and we touched on it a little bit a few seconds ago, it's a changing pl- platform. The recruiting platform is not what everybody traditionally has known. It to be, and uh, you know the transfer portal was doing that. What what, what D one coaches are doing across the country is they're filling their immediate needs with with, with the uh, with the portal, and you know it's it's a it's sad because it's it's going to take away some of the the kid's opportunity to come out of high school, you're still going to have that five-star guy that's going to be recruited. But, you know, the, the maybe the four-star or the three-star guy is going to be put on the shelf a little bit. And and maybe the opportunity that he would normally have at the school of his choice isn't going to be there. And, uh, you know, until parents and, and the kids see this, I think they're not going to realize what we're talking about, but I think you're going to see it in a matter of a hurry. To be honest with you, I think it's going to—it's already come to pass. I, I see it, you know, every day. Uh, just talking to the kids that we're recruiting, um, but they're kind of surprised that they haven't heard from somebody. Or, you know, I think people are just going to fill their needs, and here's the, the sad part of the portal: ten percent of them know where they're going before they even enter the portal. 90% of them that get in the portal really don't have a home, Kenny. I mean, I, last year, I want to say they had something like 2,700 players in the transfer portal in baseball. And I think 110 of them found new homes. And of those 110, probably 25 of them were probably preset before they even entered them You know? So, that's that's the, the sad part of the whole situation. The, the rich are going to get richer, let's be honest with you. You're going to get in the portal because you want to play at one of the top 10, 15 schools in the country. Uh, you're not going to get in the portal because you don't like your coach or you don't like your program. It's going to be because you want to better yourself. Now There are some kids that get in the portal because they don't like their coach and they don't like their program. But that's going to be the guys that maybe don't find a place, you know. And uh, what works for, for some will, will not work at all for others. And, and until they figure out a formula to kind of balance their recruiting, their traditional recruiting, what's the use of the portal, I don't think anybody really knows what, what's going on.
2: The big programs, when they lose players, it's because it's players that typically don't play very much. That's Whereas exactly right. the smaller programs or the mid-levels, uh, they develop players and then they're gone. Look, we saw at Tulane, of course, they changed coaches and their you know, three best players arguably all left. And then yep. at University of New Orleans, their best player, Amani Larry, really good, has an outstanding year and he goes to Mississippi State. So yep. this is the plight of those level programs and and it doesn't seem to be... Changing at all, nor does it seem like it's going to change.
3: Not, and, and the, the truth of the matter is, Kenny, it's not. I mean, I mean, it's not going to change. Uh, the mid majors are going to be probably hit on more than anybody. And like you said, the ones that are, the the ones that enter the portal at the major colleges are going to be the ones that aren't playing. You know, so uh, it's going to be a revolving door. You know, you saw basketball for a lot of a lot of years because of the draft. The guys would be the one and done. Uh, And I think you're going to see a similar formula take place at the baseball level where kids go to a school for one year and then they're done. They're going somewhere else, you know, until they they become eligible for the draft.
2: Joe Sherman with us. All right, let's talk about the Super Regional Round. And speaking of the transfer portal, you were in Baton Rouge all weekend, so – Paul Skeens, Tommy White. <laughs> Again, that's how you go from being that's how you go from being a, a good to very good team to being a potential national champion.
3: Yeah, there's no doubt about it, Kenny. You know, and, and you know, I was looking at their lineup from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And let's be honest. I mean, it happens in every program around the country. You know, you look you look at LSU's lineup that opened in February. I don't think I don't think you had a Hayden Travinsky in it. I don't think you had a uh uh Josh Pearson in it. I don't think you had a uh uh Beloso. Beloso in it. Yeah and, and Brandon Jobert was playing you know Brandon Braden Jobert, I keep called Brandon. Brandon Job <laughs> keeps on, you know, was, was playing limitedly. So uh you know, it happens. The guys that get hot play and the guys that don't you know, find their way to the to the bench, but uh, it's college baseball, and that's what makes the sport so great. I mean, you know, I I heard a I got the privilege of sitting next to Coach Bergman for for three straight days, and and the number one thing that he kept on saying is, and I and I was talking about my club, you know. And he said, "What made you so good?" I said, "Coach, what made us so good is we had experienced kids." He goes, ha, "Exactly." He goes. You play your experiences late in the year. You play your guys that have been there, done that, you know. And that's you know, that you know, all those schools are doing that and that's you know, look at look at look at LSU did this weekend with those with those four guys we just mentioned.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what you did too. you know, by midseason, you locked in on one lineup, stuck with it, and they paid dividends for you. And looking at LSU this past weekend, all right, so your your overall Takeaway. My takeaway, the whole season has been that they will win a regional. I think they're going to win a super regional, and they'll get to Omaha, but will not win it because of their overall pitching depth. What's your take on their team?
3: Well, you know, Omaha is a different a different baby because of the the, the format of it. Uh, if you get there, you can get it done with with, with two or three arms, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 real. Let's be honest with you. The super regional is the same thing. Here's the here's what nobody has mentioned. I mean, the guy that pitched, the guy that pitched and day has not lost a game for LSU. I mean, think about that. That's that's, that's pretty strong. Everybody's saying, "Oh, man, I don't know. I'm you know why I'm scheme, I'm not in opening day day two. Floyd, I think is, I'm thinking. I'm Yeah, yeah I'm And lost, lost a game all year, and everybody said, "Man, LSU's got no pitching." I mean, that's pretty strong. You get schemes in Floyd, and then, you know, they've gotten great great pitching out of that. bullpen. Raleigh was phenomenal. Hauser, I saw a throw for two years. I think he's he's going to do a great job. And then they throw in a little guy that came in and closed for him. uh Is it Gidry, Gavin yeah. Gidry. Yeah. I mean, he, he looked like nails the two times I saw him pitch. I mean, so I, I think they have enough pitching. The the thing that kind of scares me more than anything, Kenny, watching mm-hmm. them play, they live and die by the long ball.
2: They do, know? they do. So yeah.
3: If, if uh if if they get pitched to, that 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 that's a concern of mine. I don't think anyone really pitched to them this past weekend. So you know you you open up with Tulane and 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 you know that their, their their situation with where they were with their mound depth, and then you come to. You come to uh, Oregon State. Oregon State they, they left two pitches home. Didn't even make the trip, you mm-hmm. know. So they they started the the, uh, the tournament with their number three starter, and they pitched out. They pitched out their bullpen for games two, three, and four. So I, I just I, I'm concerned about the quality of arms that the Tigers faced last week, as opposed to the quality of arms they're going to face this. Year. This week, now you go back to the LSU and, and Kentucky matchup early in the year, and Kentucky's—you know, just like we said, LSU is a different team. Kentucky's a different team. You got you got guys like Travis Smith pitching now. You got guys like Austin Strickland pitching now. You got a guy named Mason Moore who came out of the bullpen this weekend and was phenomenal. That pitched—I think he won two games in relief. And and the guys that pitched against him early in the year, like. It's the heist kid, he's not even on the radar anymore, you know. Tyler, Tyler Bosma, mm-hmm. barely on the radar anymore. So, um, just like the Tiger team has changed, so has so has, has Kentucky's team changed. And I think it's gonna it's gonna get up to a matchup of, of you know who's who's dominant on the mile. We know schemes are gonna be pretty good, and we know. Uh, Ty you Floyd. know, Boyd kid was was pretty good this past weekend. Now, how how what is can Kentucky shut down LSU's offense? You know, that's the to me that's the question. The question is not pitching; it's how the two offenses match up against the new the new pitching staff.
2: Interestingly, in the two-lane victory, LSU did play small ball. They had two sacrifice bunts, yeah. yeah, which yeah. led which led to runs. So they showed. They have the ability to do it, but there's no question they have lived by the long ball all season long. So, yeah, it is an interesting dynamic because they have faced SEC pitching, really good pitching that has shut them down at times. You can't outscore people every night. So they've got to pitch and catch the ball if they want to be able to advance. They beat Kentucky 2 of 3 in Baton Rouge in a very competitive series earlier this year. So, look, I'm picking LSU, but I think it's – I think it's going to be tough. I mean, look, they yeah. Kentucky knows them, and Kentucky well, also they play the game. Kentucky they will take a lot of pitches, work counts, and they will play the game and hit behind runners and and try to move runners. They play the game. You that don't
3: way. get you don't get this far, Kenny, because you can't swing it and you can't pitch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I and mean, these are the these are the best sixteen teams in the country that we're talking about, and you're going to get down to the best eight. And and hey, let's let's be honest. And I hate to sound like this, but you know, you got to get a little lucky from here on out too. You know, on top of on top of being good, you got to have a little baseball fortune. And uh, I think that's big.
2: I agree with you. All right, let's look at some of the others and just get a thought process. I guess we start with Wake Forest. They're the number one overall seed. Uh, they just wiped out their regional last year. Killed it. Uh, yeah. Last week. And now they get Alabama who who uh, took care of business at home and their regional. I had Coach Walter on the show last week. Of course, I'm good friends with him, having done his games at the University of New Orleans. And uh, he's a really good man. And uh, the things he's done off the field are evident. But the things he's done on the field, one of the things they've done is, you know, they started a, you know, a, a, a pitching incubator of sorts and hired somebody specifically for that. And no team in the nation has an earn run average like they have.
3: Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they have that academy right there at, at their facility, and mm-hmm. there's no doubt that that they're looking at pitching under the microscope. But you know, let's let's get back to the portal. Tom's done a nice job with the portal. I mean, he's got yep. he's got two two lane kids. He's got a couple other kids that transferred in that that have made the difference in his club. And and again, he's been the benefactor of the portal. So uh, and and I'm not don't don't take that wrong. I'm not knocking him for that. But no. It, I mean, it, it, it's evident in his program that that the portal's been good to him. I think they're playing the best baseball in the country. I mean, you don't you don't walk through the ACC like they did unless you got a very good baseball club. And it, it looks like he's not only two deep; he's at least four deep on the, on the mound, which you know that's that's the key to the ACC. So um, I, I think, like you said, I, I I don't see Alabama being able to match up with them, but. Uh, it'll be two two powerhouse conferences going out of each other. It'll be interesting to see.
2: I agree, and I like Wake Forest. Stanford is at home against Texas. Texas went to Coral Gables and got out of there uh, in the Miami regional. And, of course, Stanford came out of the loser's bracket. They lost and then came back and beat Texas A&M twice to advance, and uh, that's in Palo Alto. Interesting yeah. matchup yeah, there. D-
3: Dave, Dave Price is going to have a lot of frequent flyer miles. He's gone from coast to coast. To coast. Coach Price, uh, Pierce rather, uh, Pierce, yeah. gone, gone coast to coast. So that's that's an interesting interesting dynamic in itself. How how his players will respond to that? But I'll be honest, I, I got to watch a little bit of the staff at Texas A&M uh, games uh, because they were always played so late. By the time I got back to my room, that was mm-hmm. the only option on TV, and that was a slugfest. You know, those 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 two schools just they, they just out outswung it. I mean whoever whoever batted last, you know win that thing and I think uh, I think Texas will have a little more pitching I I really believe than A and M had. I thought A and M was a little short on the mound, and it, it, it came to pass at the end.
2: Yeah, I give Texas a real shot to win there. Uh, Tennessee and Southern Miss boy that's intriguing. We saw what Southern Miss did last year. Against LSU and now Southern Miss gets Tennessee. That's a really intriguing yeah,
3: What's even more intriguing is they get them at Southern Miss, which right. I think, which I think Tennessee has no idea what they're walking into. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I know Tennessee's used to playing in the SEC, but they're they're going to walk into an SEC like atmosphere, and I don't think their players are going to. Uh, I think their players are going to be shocked at how how big a part that that crowd's going to play in that series. And I will I will tell you this. I think that park plays a lot like Tennessee's park. It's home run friendly, Yes. So I think Tennessee will like that side of it. But uh, I think that's the best matchup of, of all of them. I'm, it's the one I'm gonna be following the most. I really hope to see you know coach get there from from Southern Miss because he's a longtime friend, and I'd love that he's retiring. I'd love to see him go out a winner and get to get to uh, Omaha, that would be that would be really really neat
2: and a lot of people are not big fans of the Tennessee program with the way it's led. you got to give Vitello credit. He's done an excellent job. Uh, they are very demonstrative, though.
3: Yeah, they're very demonstrative and very talented. And, and again, uh, Vitello has, has done a nice job in the portal, you know?
2: No doubt. All right, so on the other side, you've got the rematch in the SEC Florida-South Carolina. That's, that's pretty interesting that you've got two SEC rematches here in the Super Regional round.
3: Yeah, and I, I think this, Kenny. I think Florida is very talented on the mound. I, I thought they were probably the, the the richest pitching staff in the country. Um, and I know people told me, man, you know, you're talking about some of the LSU got just totally destroyed by injury on, on their mound. But the beginning of the season was LSU and, and Florida. They were talking about their pitching staffs. I thought Florida's pitching staff kind of. Went through a, a down period about two thirds of the way into the year, but it looks like their arms are coming back at the right time, and I think I think Florida will take care of business there.
2: Then you've got an ACC rematch: Virginia and Duke. Virginia seems to be in this position pretty much every year. Duke, uh, they got out of their regional in great shape. You know, Coastal Carolina was there, and and they got out of it. So here's another rematch. You don't know what's going to happen.
3: Yeah, that's that's an interesting rematch. To be quite honest with you, and you know, I, I don't follow Duke basketball, baseball very much, but I will tell you this: I, I know that, that they're ultimately respected around the country, and the guys done a phenomenal job putting them on the map in, in college baseball. Uh, and like you said, Virginia's had some tough luck the last two years in trying to trying to get out of this next step. So uh, I hate to say this, but sometimes it it, it becomes uh, you know contagious and, and you just. You find a way to give it away. I hope. I hope that's not the case for Virginia, but kind of like Duke's chances. Be honest with you. All
2: right, then you got the battle of the O's, Oregon and Oral Roberts. And look, you have to be impressed with what Oregon did to go to Nashville and win the Vanderbilt regional. That was awfully impressive.
3: Yeah, I think I, I think Oregon's the hot team right now. You know, Oral Roberts is 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 one of those clubs that. Of course, Oregon hasn't really been there, but uh, part of part of making the next step is is you got to have some people that have been there and done that. This is a uh, a super regional that neither team can really brag about that, you know. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I think if I if I had to put a gun on my head and ask me who to pick, I I take the Ducks. But I mean, stranger things have happened. Some yeah, am teams, right. teams, teams of destiny. You know what I'm saying?
2: No, I I definitely would go with Oregon there. And, then of course, that leaves us with the final matchup, Indiana State. I don't know that anybody saw that coming. They hosted, but I don't think anybody saw that they were that coming in. But here they are, and they've reached it. And they get TCU. And, to me, the most impressive regional performance was put on by TCU. To go to Arkansas like they did and just tear apart Arkansas pitching not once but twice, scoring double figures. That doesn't happen at Arkansas, at that place, at bombfield and against that pitching, and it happened.
3: And that just, just re- reconfirms what I just got finished saying. TCU is a tested club. They've been in the trenches for two or three years in a row now. They've been there. They've experienced it. They know what it takes. And I think they got one of the most underrated coaches in college baseball. I'm a big, big fan of his. I think he can flat out coach. I think the fact that their club has been in the in the trenches and, and have experienced both good and bad, I, I really I favor TCU there. Yeah, you know, crazy. Indiana State. Indiana State was supposed to host the super regional and mm-hmm. had to give it up because. Of conflicts and I don't, I don't I don't know what happened, but they 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 were actually supposed to host the super regional,
2: right? They were a national seed, so yeah. uh, and of course Kirk Sarlo's you know former major league pitcher has done an excellent job there. Look, Nagel moved on, but j And M they've got a good program, but TCU never missed a beat with Sarlo's. So it's pretty interesting. You have an overall favorite? Is there one school team that you think is the team to beat
3: in Omaha? Uh, you, you know uh, the way the, the way the brackets play out. I'm gonna tell you the the LSU bracket it, 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 it plays out pretty good for the Tigers if they can get it done here in Baton Rouge. I mean they they got a chance, you know, because the other side of the bracket is you know teams that either played or teams that, or new teams that will be coming in. So I really like the Tigers' chances. I'll be honest.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm I I'm looking at it and I think they. I think they match up well there, too. I really do. But, again, for me, as I've said all year long, LSU cannot get in the loser's bracket. It's easy to say for anybody, and you know it more than anyone, having just gone with you what you went through, some teams are deep enough to get out of that. LSU cannot fall into the loser's bracket. If LSU can stay in the winner's bracket, if they can win with Skeens and with Floyd, they can win it all. They've got a real shot because of the nature of the games being spread out. But they've got to win those first two games.
3: I don't disagree with any of that, and you know, you know, Kenny. I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like the 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 guy that debates everything you say, but I mean, everybody's in that same boat, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I what I like about LSU's club is that got two big time games. I mean, like I said, everybody's talking about schemes. Floyd hasn't lost a game. I mean, nobody said that, you know. I mean, that's that's bizarre to me.
2: Yeah, he's done a good job especially in the second half of the season and getting him deep in the games they've got three options out of the bullpen that they can go to that they feel pretty good about and of course if that's your hurt is the wild card becoming your third starter if you get to that third game what's he going to be able to do he had the step in in game two because of the long rain delay and obviously did a pretty good job against oregon state so yep sitting next to skip i hope you Hope you got some words of wisdom. He still. I'm gonna tell
3: you, t- I, I'm a, I'm a tell you, Kenny. I I, yeah. I, I have been very blessed throughout my life to be around some great people and go to some unbelievable sporting events. But I enjoy my time sitting next to Coach Bergman at those regionals more than I enjoy any event I've ever been to. I I, I I mean, I wish I wish I would have a tape recorder running because not only. Is it a teaching? He teaches me things. I I try to ask questions. I try to pick his brain. But I mean, it, it, the man is just amazing. How sharp he still is, and and what he's meant to college baseball. I mean, I, I wish everybody could experience what what I get to experience for for four days. It, it it's, it's really it's uplifting. It's rewarding, and I feel very blessed to to be able to to, to say I do it.
2: Yeah, it was special, and I know you had a chance to spend a little time with our mutual friend Paul Mineri as well.
3: Yes, I did. It, I, I had. Unfortunately, we got a rain delay, and, and everybody went their own ways. But, but Coach Maneri's enjoying his retirement. He told me he's got his, his golf game down. He you know he's thinking about maybe entering the senior tour. I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> but he, he 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 says he plays golf four or five days a week. So that's that's great stuff.
2: Yeah, a nice life if you can get it, man. That, I, I cannot see Joe Sherman doing that. I just don't well, envision that.
3: First of all, I, Joe Sherman couldn't make himself that miserable playing my golf game. <laughs> I'm I, I playing once a month, and, I, and I, I take about three months off. So it, it's, uh, it's something that I probably wouldn't do. But I, I will tell you this. He, he, he looks like a different person. He's enjoying himself. I, I, I think he's, he's healthy again. he got his neck issues settle down, and I mean, I I just couldn't be more happy for for Paul because anybody deserves it, it's him.
2: Yeah, if you you hang him up, I'll get you to do games with me, but I don't want you doing that. I want you coaching for a long time. So, that's my plan. I'm sticking to it.
3: I tell everybody all the time, people say, how many more years you got in? I said, well, i have to go check in one year. how how my house notes going. So I know my wife's not gonna let me retire anytime <laughs> soon. So I know I know we got a few more years on the house notes. So I'll be around folks for At least a few more
2: You sound like me. And, and oh by the way, she probably likes you being out and coaching too <laughs> All these years I've been I've been in the same boat all these years, being gone doing games all the time and then Denise uh, I got the best wife in the world. She loves me. But it's like I think I think there's something about it that she probably likes, you know what I mean? <laughs>
3: No doubt about it. No doubt
2: about it. What a it's deal, to, man. He...
3: It's good to be missed. You know what I'm saying? It's good to go yeah, on you. After a three- or four-day road trip. There's no doubt about it.
2: Right, right there with you. A great journey for Delgado Baseball this year to Grand Junction, to the Junior College World Series. And, of course, uh, really good things to come with some good players returning and a really good class coming in as well, and a new clubhouse and locker room facility. Things are looking great for Delgado. Joe Sherman, always a pleasure. Thanks again, my friend. Appreciate the time. Keep up the great work, and congratulations again.
3: Thank you, Kenny. Nice talking with
2: you. All right, buddy. Joe Sherman of uh, the Delgado Dolphins. And uh, again, quite a story. And listen, he's got a very good perspective on the Division One teams. He watches. He understands. Brendan Lambert, one of his former players in a two-run homer for Tulane in that regional. And, of course, Braden Jobert, another one of his former players homered in that regional. So, again, no surprise with what Delgado has been able to produce that you see players having success at the next level. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. We'll take a time out here when we return. we'll talk about the Saints. Still to come later in the show, we'll touch on the NBA and golf and that saga, which continues to unveil itself. As we continue with more of All Access for a Wednesday night, here on Nash Icon1061FM and at Nash FM1061.com.
1: Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. We taste it for on 1061 Nash Icon. And available online anytime at Nash FM1061.com.
4: When you've been injured in a crash, you've been through a lot. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Demand the team who handles the heavy lifting. Demand the team who treats you like you're part of the team. Demand the team who never stops fighting. Demand that your team is Dudley DeBosier. Call us today. The call is free. That's the Dudley debozier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans, LA2314839. What does it mean to be New Orleans' very own? It's about being raised in your city, reporting on your concerns, sharing stories from neighborhoods where you grew up, on falling down and getting back up. It's shining light on tough issues, doing something about it to move New Orleans forward. It's not easy as we fight your fight, serving the community we love, making sure our viewers know they are and we are New Orleans' very own. Catch WGNO News at 5, 6, and 10. New Orleans' very own. Meet Joe A, Joe B, and Joe C. Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase. Make more of what's
1: yours. Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. JP Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC.
4: Streaming June 8th on Peacock. A new original series called Based on a True Story.
0: She is the victim of the West Side Ripper. It's him I know
4: my God. Variety listed among the most anticipated shows of the summer.
0: But if we make a podcast about this, we could bring him in on
4: it. Bring the killer in on what? The podcast. From the Emmy Award-nominated producer of The Boys and the Emmy Award-nominated executive producer of Ozark.
0: Are you in danger? No, I'm
4: hiding something.
0: We are in too
4: deep. Starring Kaylee Cuoco and Chris Messina. A new original series called Based on a True Story.
1: Only on Peacock. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath. Fatigue. I kept going, then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
0: My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home.
1: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 452 5050. That's 1 800 452 5050. Or go to Selectquote.com 1 800 452 5050. That's 1 800 452 5050. Select Quote. We shop you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials.
4: Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com.
0: This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. OMG, hot and crisp nacho fries are back at Taco Bell, but they won't be here forever. Yeah, hot and crisp fries covered in bold Mexican spices with a side of nacho cheese sauce are only here for a limited time at participating U.S. Taco Bell locations for a limited time only while supplies last.
2: Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Saints kind of surprised us. Michael Thomas showed up for yesterday's OTA workout and worked with Derek Carr. The two expressed confidence in each other. Dennis Allen visibly happy to see Thomas. Allen praised Carr for how well he has grasped things and performed thus far. In recruiting news, John Everett star defensive back, Monte Cargo, commits to Tulane. A good student, Cargo runs very well. He chose the wave over Texas Tech, Memphis, Nichols, Southeastern Louisiana, and others. The dates and times are set for LSU hosting a Super Regional this weekend. The Tigers will entertain SEC rival Kentucky Saturday at 2 p.m. Game 2 Sunday at a time to be announced. Game 3 if necessary would be Monday. LSU won two of three from the Wildcats in the regular season. Game three of the NBA Finals tonight, the Heat host the Nuggets. In Miami, the series tied 1-1. And in a truly stunning move, the PGA Tour, DP World Golf, and Live Golf has agreed to unify as one. They've been fighting over golfers and in court. For the last year, many golfers on the PGA Tour have expressed dismay, feeling betrayed by the move. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan.
1: Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 NASH ICON and at NASHFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Of
2: course, the Saints and OTAs minicamp begins on June 13th and, of course, training camp in July. The big storylines, of course, Derek Carr, And most recently, Michael Thomas, who showed up, impressed, spoke, and everyone liked what they heard. And everyone has liked what they've heard from Derek Carr. He's handled himself incredibly well, extremely well-spoken in terms of not just how he sounds, but what he's saying. It's substantive. And obviously, very team-oriented and very supportive. And of course, his praise of Michael Thomas is genuine. The two are tied together. It's no coincidence the Saints signed Carr. And then shortly thereafter, Thomas signed with the Saints when many people thought he'd be gone. Thomas came back because A, the Saints believe he can still play, and B, because they got Derek Carr. Had Carr not been here, do you think Thomas would be here? I would suspect the answer is no. So the two are clearly tied together. And Thomas says he'll be ready for training camp. You hold your breath and wait to see if that is accurate until you see it until you see him you can't really get excited but you can get somewhat excited about the fact that he's there about the fact that he showed up about the fact that he and Carr already are working well together and like each other there's a lot to like there one of the interesting dynamics of training camp has been the kicker position there's no guarantee that will lutz is going to be the saints kicker it's likely Then he will be, but there's no guarantee because he just did not perform well last season after coming off of an injury season. And in minicamp, or OTAs, I should say, Blake Group, who spent his college career at Arkansas State for four years, then at Notre Dame, for one, has been impressive. Made a 59-yard field goal yesterday, and he's made some good-looking kicks. Now, he's not much to look at. Pretty small. About 5'8", 145, 150. But the leg looks like it's there. If you look at his college numbers, he made 97.2% of his extra points. Field goals, 74.3%. It's got to be better than that in the NFL. But again, you know, in 2019, he was 19 of 22. The last two years, he was 20 of 25 and 14 of 19 at the college level. So you have to look at what he has done at the college level, but also to look at what he's doing now. As for Will Lutz, again, the season he had last year, I wouldn't say put his job in jeopardy, but at least put it up for question. Because 74.2%, that's what we're talking about with group on the college level. That was the conversion rate on field goals last year. Too many field goals that could have been made and should have been made that got away. You've got to get points. 74.2% 74.2% is not going to get it done. Now, he was perfect on extra points. And if you look at his career, you know, he's only missed seven extra points in the six years he's been with the Saints. You know what you've got in Lutz, but you've got to get the guy back that you had you know, for the first five years. Really, the first four years. Now the rookie season, he connected on 82.4% of his field goal attempts. But then... Lutz turned it on. He was 86.1% in 2017, and he led the NFL with 47 extra points. Then in 2018, he was elite. 93.3% field goals, 28 of 30, and 52 of 53 extra points. Hard to say that anyone was better that year in the NFL. 2019, he was really good. 32 of 36 field goals, right at 89%, and he made all but one extra point at 98%. In 2020, Pandemic year, he did slip to 82.1% in field goals, 98% extra points. And then last year, made all of his extra points, but again, 74.2% of his field goal attempts, and that has got to improve, just not good enough in the NFL today. That's particularly true when you kick indoors much of the time. You've got all the indoor games in New Orleans. You've got the indoor game in Atlanta every year on the schedule, so you know Every year you're going to have eight, nine, you're going to have nine or ten indoor games. And when you have perfect conditions, your numbers should be better. So Will Lutz knows he's got to improve. He's a good guy. And we all know how important he can be to this franchise and to this football team. But it's not a bad thing to have competition. And perhaps Blake Group will push Will Lutz to be better and to return to the form that we saw him at previously. That is what the New Orleans Saints need. It's 504-260-1061. Still to come, the golf fiasco. We'll get into that, NBA Finals 2. Glad you're with us on this Wednesday night. Ken Trahan, all access back in a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com.
4: Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like, an official offer to buy or trade your car. <laughs> Just enter your VIN or license plate, answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, KBB.com. <laughs>
0: It's Macy's friends and family. Get an extra 30% off great gifts for him just in time for Father's Day when you use your coupon or Macy's card. And take 15% off skincare, fragrance, and more. Or shop specials he'll love while supplies last. Give love, give style, now at Macy's. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices, exclusion supply. My brother in law died suddenly.
1: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 452 5050. That's 1 800 452 5050. Or go to SelectQuote.com 1 800 452 5050. That's 1 800 452 5050. Select Quote. We shop you save. Full details on example policies at selectquo.com slash commercials.
0: This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. OMG! Hot and crisp nacho fries are back at Taco Bell, but they won't be here forever. Yeah, hot and crisp fries covered in bold Mexican spices with a side of nacho cheese sauce are only here for a limited time. At participating U.S. Taco Bell locations for a limited time only, while supplies last.
4: This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Food and wine lovers don't miss the return of the New Orleans Food and Wine Experience, kicking off this Wednesday evening and the Tournament of Rosés on Friday at the Fillmore or the Grand Tasting on Saturday afternoon at Generations Hall. Music fans head to City Park for the Reset Music Festival with LCD Sound System and others happening all weekend. Join Ginty from Alt 923 and where you at? At the Floradora Gin Mixoff Finals Party on June 12th at the Virgin Hotel, with no cover charge and complimentary food and drink samples. Visit whereyat.com for more info.
0: Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital.
1: This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 NASH Icon, through CrescentCitySports.com and at Nash fm 1061com What to make of this Golf
2: Unholy Alliance, which has taking place, which came out of I don't know, not right field or left field, but outfield somewhere outside the the realm of possibilities. I don't think any of us saw this coming with the PGA and the merger that's taking place with what we knew as the Live Golf League, which we're told is still going to still exist, but not be quote unquote part of the alliance. And the reaction of players is pretty obvious. First of all, the the fringe players that had their PGA cards are going to lose now because bringing back the other guys eventually, which is going to happen, is going to knock them out. But more importantly for our interests, what's going to happen with the Zurich Classic? It was not an elevated event on the PGA Tour. It was striving to become one, now by merging with the Live Tour and taking in its golfers and possibly some of its events. What is that going to do to the non-elevated PGA events? Where is that going to leave our tournament? which is what we care about obviously steve worthy does a great job he's been a guest on this show he issued a a statement yesterday that was ominous because he was caught off guard and didn't really want to react to it and understandably so we'll get him on the show when he feels comfortable talking about it but the fact of the matter is that right now i don't think any of us knows what's going to happen and what can happen to a tournament like this or a classic the elevated events have nothing to worry about but the non-elevated events certainly do and then, you know, you left your, your big-time players who really defended you and stood up for you being the PGA Tour out there. And you hung them out to dry with this whole situation. Roy McElroy was Exhibit A. And he said today he still hates LIV. He hates LIV. He hope it goes away. He was fully expected it was. It's the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the PIF. It's Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. So, you can look at this two ways. One, the greater good and bringing everybody back together and unifying the game. There's that side of it. The flip side of that, the negative, is they just caved and went for the money. Money speaks. The Saudis have money, and there was money here. But then there's the third element of this. What was the benefit of absorbing or partnering with the Live Tour? The Live Tour had kind of peaked in terms of attracting golfers. The Live Tour had not gained any traction. The television ratings were abysmal, nobody's watching. They don't have as many events. They were paying out ungodly money, which is how they got guys in the first place. And that model, how long was that actually going to last? Or work? I certainly question that, and many people I've spoken to in golf have the same feelings. So why did the PGA Tour do this? Money? You got to think, or were they really concerned about the legal battles that were going on? I'm not a legal person. People I've spoken to said they thought the PGA was on solid ground. And yet if you were going to be forced to litigate these things, it costs money, but also you had the concern about losing. So maybe that was part of it too. I don't know the answers. As I've said from day one, I'm all for free enterprise. Capitalism is a good thing in my estimation. Not a big fan of the Live Tour, never was for the model, what they did with the players, the ones that went, why they went. And you can't blame people for taking the money and working less. Work less, make more. It's a novel concept, right? I get it. And as I've said before, it did force the PGA Tour to reconsider a lot of things and to elevate its purses and elevate its events and change the way it operated some of its events and about how it utilized its players and limiting some fields to the top players and such. So it did create some change on the pga tour which i think was positive whether this is positive moving forward stay tuned we'll talk about that at a later date back with the final word on the nba finals when we continue in a moment here on nash icon 1061 fm
4: when you've been injured in a crash demand different demand deadly DeBosier. handling an insurance claim can be exhausting and frustrating could you imagine if you've been injured through no fault of your own and then your insurance company tries to pin the blame on you, it happens, and it sucks. Demand the team that will demand you're treated fairly. That's the Dudley-DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444.
1: Chad, Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2314837.
2: Your home is the place where you know your loved ones are secure. But the things that keep your home protected can't keep pests at bay. That's where RAID comes in. For 60 years, RAID scientists have worked to protect people around the world. With trusted research, ingredients, testing standards, and product efficacy, RAID seeks to create a better future for all. Especially the ones you love most.
1: RAID, protection for all.
4: 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 462 3333 where yet? Join Where Yet and Alt 923's Ginty on Monday, June 12th at the Virgin Hotel for the Florida door mix-off finals with no cover and complimentary cocktail samples and bites. For more info, pick up the latest issue of Where Yet magazine or log on to WhereYet.com for details, as well as to enter for your chance to win a staycation by voting in our best of the big easy contest, your choice for the best that New Orleans has to offer.
1: Where yet? Next up, Straight Talk from Doug. Ever notice that saying no offense is offensive? Like, no offense, but you're overpaying for your wireless. See? Offensive. That's the Straight Talk talking. Get unlimited plans as low as $35 a month from Straight Talk
4: on America's most reliable 5G network. Available at Walmart and Walmart.com. On the $35 plan, first 10 gigabytes data at high speed, then 2G speeds. Refer to the latest terms at StraightTalk.com. Based on most first place rankings, root metrics,
1: second half, 2022 assessments of 125 metros. Experiences vary, not an endorsement. Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge. Now let's see what your dog has to say.
2: As a dog, I think Progressive's auto pet policies... Oh, what is that? That's just my <laughs> Weird.
3: Anyway,
1: progressive (laughs) protection... There it is again. See? This is why I need protection. I'm so distracted. Nope, that is still my tail. Progressive Auto Insurance covers pets for up to $1,000 in a car accident at no extra charge. And we think your dog would say that's great, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana High School State Championships, the Sugar Bowl Supports, Board of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr Pepper. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Ken Trahan on 1061 FM, Nash Icon, at nashfm1061.com, and through crescentcitysports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. The NBA Finals continue tonight,
2: game three in Miami. The Heat and the Nuggets tied at one game apiece. Tyler Hero will not play tonight. A lot of talk they he might play by game three. He's not playing, still recovering from that fractured hand and not playing. So we'll not give Miami a boost in that regard. Heater at home, they got game two at Denver. That was huge. Nuggets have been bad in the fourth quarter. They got called out by their coach. They're either gonna respond one way or the other. They're either gonna respond with a tremendous force or they're gonna be, again, not the same team and let down and didn't like being called out by their coach, we'll see. I mean, it's put up now. I think the Nuggets are a better team, but they've gotta play better than they played. And as I've said before, coaching-wise, I'll give Spolster the edge over pretty much everybody. And I like Mike Malone, formerly in New Orleans, good coach. And Jokic, 41 points. Anytime he scores 40, they don't win. He's got to score 25 to 35 and get the assist if Denver's going to win. They take Murray away, and it changes everything. Murray's got to step up and score 20 or more tonight if the Nuggets are going to win. I still like Denver to win this series, but this becomes more intriguing by the day. Our thanks to Joe Sherman for joining us. Thanks to Rudy Dixon for producing. Michael Green joins me tomorrow night for the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour at 6 p.m. Until then, Ken Trahan saying thanks for joining us and be a good sport.